Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. ministering to those enslaved to devils and have come across a great number and this number is only increasing in the days in the months and the years to come will only increase of those afflicted having deeper issues than just merely demonization we are seeing deeper elements not explored by the church the universal church For the universal church is in the dark about these mysterious spiritual realities. It is my hope that this broadcast, this live global presentation, will shed some light into the deeper mysteries of the deliverance ministry. Namely, how to minister to those with dissociation, ancestral dissociation, and those attacked by human interjects. So tonight, we're going to discuss the deeper mysteries of the deliverance ministry when it relates to the issue and to the question, dissociation or demons, on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with another story of a Jesus freak from The Voice of the Martyrs. The Voice of the Martyrs is still sorting out an unsettling turn of events in Indonesia involving a 58-year-old Christian man who was convicted of blaspheming Islam. When Antonius Bawangan received the maximum five years in prison for distributing literature that allegedly spread hatred of Islam, the sentence was protested by more than a thousand people. But the protesters were not demanding a more lenient sentence. They wanted Antonius to be killed. To punctuate their demands, the mob attacked police with stones and set two churches on fire. For specific ways to support and pray for Christians in Indonesia, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with news of another real-life Jesus freak. It's 2nd century Rome, 
Justin Martyr is a respected pagan philosopher. But seeing Christians willingly die for their faith consumes him with curiosity, so he reads the scriptures and converts. He even opens a school of Christian philosophy in Rome. As his last act, Justin offers his martyrdom as a witness for Christ, saying, For though we are beheaded and crucified, we do not forsake the confession of our faith. But the more things of this kind which happen to us, the more are there others who become believers through the name of Jesus. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a story of real-life Jesus freaks from The Voice of the Martyrs. Yoon was an eager and curious teenager in China in the 1950s. When he heard about a book that told how to get to heaven, Yoon walked 35 miles to read it. As a new believer, he walked from village to village sharing the gospel. When the police tried to arrest him, Yoon recalled reading in 1 Samuel 21 that David had once pretended to be crazy to escape his enemies. So Yoon did the same thing, making such a spectacle that the police laughed and let him go. Yoon would later be arrested and tortured for his faith, but he would always remain crazy for Jesus. For more from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. Identity Disorder, DID, dissociation occurs often in cases where there's some form of trauma, sexual abuse, occult abuse, or practice. The online, Merriam-Webster's definition of dissociation is, quote, the separation of whole segments of the personality, as in multiple personality or of discrete mental processes from the mainstream of consciousness or of behavior, close quote. My friends, dissociation is simply, is simply this. It's the breaking up of the soul nature, of the heart, which usually occurs when severe trauma has occurred. Now, in the realm of the occult, we have come across a number of people who as a result of occult abuse, dissociate in their soul nature. This results in many personalities being formed within the person. I have personally dealt with individuals who have had literally millions of personalities. That's hard to comprehend, but I actually have dealt with individuals who have had millions of personalities within a very complex system that included animal personalities, deaf and mute ones, and demonized personalities. But by God's grace, we have seen tremendous healing and wholeness take place in the lives of many who suffer. Sarah 
endured severe sexual abuse as a young girl and as a teenager. This abuse, along with the occult, occultic activity, and specifically Sarah had called upon Satan, resulted in her dissociation, her dissociating and creating two different personalities. During an exorcism with Sarah, <clears throat> we encountered numerous demons that invaded her through the years. One spirit revealed to my astonishment that there were actually four personalities within her soul, not just two. It soon became clear, though, that two of the personalities were, in fact, demons. The evil spirits had hoped to so mire Sarah in confusion and despair that she would never know God's healing power. So I commanded the spirits to leave in the authority of Jesus Christ, and they obeyed, and they left. Then I proceeded to minister to the two genuine personalities that were created as a result of the abuse. Their purpose in existence, as is often the case, was to hide aspects of Sarah's childhood from her so that she could go on living. One personality was named Shy Sarah, and the other Timid Sarah. Both spoke with my wife and, and myself for a few minutes, and we, we shared that God wanted to bring wholeness to Sarah by integrating them into a co core personality. And the goodness of God reached out to the personalities, and a miracle took place as both of them merged in complete harmony. Finally, Sarah was free and healed. Now, I realize, my friends, to many, this whole subject and topic of dissociation is mysterious. And with some people, it's outright frightening. However, with occult crime increasing in many parts of the world and abuse being afflicted upon millions upon millions and millions, dissociation will only become more and more common among the general population. I was just thinking just the other day, in the recent meetings I've held in Chicago, in California, Southern California, in Utah, here in Texas, and other locations across the country, large percentage of the people that we're ministering to have dissociation. Last night, I was in Bellmead, and in Bellmead, I dealt with a, a dear brother in Christ who's had thousands of dissociative identities. Thousands have been healed, but there are still some dissociative identities to be reached and to be restored. This is becoming more and more common. People are being discovered to have not only issues with demons, but also issues of dissociation. But despite the increased frequency of such abuse and occult crime, my friends, God in his mercy allows for dissociation. It's a gift from God, a defense, a complex defense mechanism for many enduring tremendous hellish abuse and neglect. But, but let me make it clear. It's not God's ideal. It is a gift only for a time. Dissociation must be healed for the individual to achieve a healthy adult life. Yes, God allows dissociation. 
I've had family members who've, who have dissociation or had dissociation. But it's not God's ideal. He allows it. He gives humans the capability, but it's not his ideal. He allows it for the healing. And the body of Christ needs to be awakened to this reality and needs to be prepared to assist and to intervene in those who have dissociation. It's my prayer that this, these following broadcasts, these global programs that we air on this network will shed some light into this phenomenon. I believe you, the listener, is going to find a lot of information. And I would ask that you prayerfully consider the following points in understanding dissociation. The dynamics of humans, how trauma can create fragmentation, and the work of healing. Now let's go to the dynamics of human beings in relation to this dissociation. Number one, number one, you need to understand that God created all human beings with a body, soul, and spirit. That's clear in First Thessalonians chapter five, for example. Number two, God created all humans with incredible power within the soul nature, and we see that in Genesis chapter two. And and one of the powers that that may have been given unto man early on seems to me would include the ability to dissociate. Number three, God knows the effects of evil upon humans and allows for an escape. God is not a sadistic God. He does not want, for example, children to endure sexual abuse, molestation, and not have a way of escape. Think about it. Is our God a sadistic God that he would allow these children? And we know sexual abuse is occurring. Epidemic proportions. No, God allows for escape. He knows the effects of evil upon humans, and he allows for an escape. We see this in Psalms 124. Psalms 124. I'm going to read it to you. It says in verse 6, Praise be to the Lord. Who has not let us be torn by their teeth? We have escaped like a bird out of the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and of earth. Isn't that beautiful? God allows an escape. That's what he says. We have escaped like a bird. Praise be to the Lord. Who's not let us be torn by their teeth? We have escaped like a bird. What does a bird do? It, it flies away. Parts fly away. Parts, in a very in a very significant manner, fly away. They they go away. And they take the pain. They take the memories. They take the heart. So the core aspect of the personality of the person can continue to live life as best as they can. Now, allow me to be clear. Dissociation is a form of temporary escape. God is God is a healing God. In Psalms 147, early on in that chapter, in Psalm 147, it's clear God heals the brokenhearted. He does not want you to have dissociation forever. For he brings healing. He brings deliverance. Now, he allows it. Sometimes people will have dissociation for many, many years. But it's a it's a temporary, it's not a permanent escape. Now, there I've known individuals, men and women, who've used the dissociation to their advantage 
on multiple levels, and they considered a permanent escape. That is not the means by which God has allowed dissociation. It's a temporary escape. We also need to understand that the breaking of the heart, which is the biblical wording for dissociation, is the fragmentation of the soul, and it's a reality that happens even in our day. I'm going to give you a few scriptures to consider tonight. In Psalm, and I have the scriptures with me here, here in the studio. Psalm 69, for example. Turn with me if you have the scriptures with you. 69, Psalm 69, 20. God's word clearly tells us, scorn has broken my heart and has helped me, has left me helpless. Scorn can break a heart. The scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, if you just do a word study, you'll see that there's numerous references to the reality of a broken heart. And and, and we see this very clearly, and not only in the, uh, in the Old Testament, but also in the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, if you look, for example, in Psalm, I mean, in, in Isaiah 61, Isaiah prophesies hundreds of years before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, the spirit of the, he writes, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. This is prophetic words that he's writing. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Jesus has come to heal the brokenhearted. I mean, that's, that's a fact. So the reality is since he came to heal the brokenhearted, that means that people can have a broken heart. It's just... It's that simple, my friends. And the church is so far away on this issue. I mean, it is so grievous. And I love my dear brothers and sisters that are involved in in the labor of bringing deliverance to the captives. But so many deliverance ministers are in the dark on this very issue. They consider the broken heart to be demons, the pieces of a broken heart to be demons. And that's bizarre. That is bizarre to consider one's heart to be an, a, 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 a demonic being. By treating as, as a demonic being, you're only traumatizing the heart that's already been broken once. doesn't make any sense to me. Think about it, my friends. In Psalms 147, verse 3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. I could go on and on, but I think you get the picture that the Bible talks about the breaking of heart, and that's what dissociation is. Dissociation is a fancy medical term I often tell people to describe the reality of the heart being able to break. Okay, so dissociation trauma. It usually stems from severe abuse and trauma within young children, and as a result, it brings about dissociation as they're unable to escape the evil. But they, they're not able to externally run away, obviously, all right? I have young children. If somebody wanted to hurt them, they could. They wouldn't be able to run away externally, but they will be able to run away internally. And that's what dissociation allows is for children, for young people to, to, to escape internally. God in his goodness allows these precious children who are abused, who are being neglected, abandoned, rejected, hurt, belittled, Ignored, misunderstood, forgotten, 
experience the secrets of the kingdom. You didn't know there were secrets in the kingdom, did you? There is. There's secrets in the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter 11, if you look at verse 24, in that whole chapter in 11, you'll see that Jesus refers to the mysteries of the kingdom of God. The mysteries within the kingdom of God that children are able to experience. He says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. Now, dissociation, my friends, can bring about different personalities when there's a break in the soul. The broken pieces, it should be known, that can be, can be demonized and locked up by the enemy. And it's very true that broken pieces of one's heart can turn to goodness or evil. That's why there's a great need for us to communicate love and healing and power, the power of Jesus, to broken parts. They need to be communicated with and prayed for in order to release their painful memories that they're carrying. Oftentimes we're seeing that cults can bring about dissociation and attempt to conceal information or to create personalities that are programmed to be loyal to the cult and to possess evil spirits and powers. I mean, the broken pieces can be programmed and often are to act like animals or to even possess animal spirits. But there's healing. There can be healing within those who have dissociation. You need to first understand the difference between genuine fragments of the soul and evil demons. Identify the demons and cast them out. But you can't cast out a genuine part of the soul nature, a broken heart. The Bible talks about the heart can be can be broken. Well, if you break a heart, if you break anything, it goes into pieces. So if you break the heart, it goes into pieces. And this is true. We've seen this throughout the history of the human condition. People's hearts can be broken to where they have pieces of their hearts that need to be mended, need to be healed, restored, healed. Jesus can bring the healing. So you need to identify the demons and identify those genuine parts. Understand, though, that demons can masquerade as parts of the individual. Of course. Just as demons can masquerade as an angel of light, they can masquerade as a genuine, try to attempt to be like a genuine part. But how do you, how do you know if, it's, it's, if you're dealing with a dissociative identity or a demon? Well, there's a number of spiritual tests I'm going to talk about, but ask the question if they love the blood of Jesus Christ. Obviously. Demons do not love the blood of Jesus. See if demons can exhibit the fruits of the Spirit. Now, parts, the human parts of people, can exhibit part, uh, fruit of the Holy Spirit. But demons can't. And parts can and will embrace the blood of Jesus. Demons will not 
lovingly embrace the blood of Jesus. You see what I'm getting at? Now, understand, you need to understand that demons can enter personalities, so you need to expel them. If you come across a dissociative identity, locate all the personalities and bring healing to them in the name of Jesus. Unify all the personalities under the lordship of Jesus Christ. People often ask me, well, how do you go about doing that? And I want to take a moment to discuss that very issue with you on tonight's edition of Deliverance. My friends, I will be right back after this brief intermission. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with another story of a Jesus freak from the Voice of the Martyrs. In some countries, authorities attack and arrest Christians in the cover of night. Not so in Somalia. On January 5, Asha Mberwa, a young wife and mother, fearing for the safety of her family, was on the phone making arrangements to flee the Mogadishu area. Al-Shabaab extremists were monitoring that call and decided to make an example of Asha. The next day, she was arrested. The day after that, Muslim extremists took Asha into the street, waited for a crowd of witnesses to gather, and tragically cut her throat. For the latest on Somalia from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. What's up? This is Michael Tate with a thank you to a small church in a faraway place as they demonstrate what it means to be a Jesus freak. It's 1991, Canal, Peru. Terrorists burned down their church and 17 houses, all belonging to Christians. Their pastor is murdered, yet the very next night, 30 of these believers gather fearlessly in the muddy street to sing praise songs, worship the one true God, and even pray for their persecutors. They live by the words of Paul in Philippians 1.27. Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Are you a Jesus freak? Go online to persecution.com. you bring healing by bringing parts to Jesus. It's that simple. Sure, there's there's various nuances that you may need to, to be aware of, and we're going to discuss in the next few broadcasts as we continue these, these uh, presentations on the subject of dissociation and demons and their relation to one another. You bring broken parts to Jesus, for he heals the brokenhearted. He heals the brokenhearted. 
And perhaps you're listening to this presentation, and we're very fortunate, blessed to have listeners literally around the world. Tens of thousands of people have listened to these broadcasts, these global presentations, and have come to know the Lord and been healed and, and delivered from demons. Perhaps you're listening and you've never experienced the life-transforming power of Jesus Christ. The scripture says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You can be saved. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come into the Father except through me. Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him. Just simply pray with me. You recognize you're a sinner. You need to repent. You need to turn from your sins lest you go to eternal hell. Experience the love and the joy and the peace and power of Jesus right now. Just simply, Jesus, say, Jesus, forgive me. Cleanse me. I believe in your blood. I believe in your death. I believe in your resurrection. I, I churn from sin. I churn from evil. I churn from Satan. Now, Jesus, I come to you. Save me. Heal my broken heart. Deliver me in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, if you pray that simple prayer, I want you to simply email me at j at jbartlett.org. J-A-Y at jbartlett.org. Send me your mailing address so I can send you a free New Testament so you can be strengthened and encouraged and guided by God's Holy Word. This whole week, we're going to do a series of global presentations on the issue of dissociation and demons. I bless each and every one of you in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen.